With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Where, welcome to the National Football League in 2021, where you can be absolutely embarrassed. You can lose to a team that didn't have a win previously on a Sunday. You can have people calling for your job and saying, you need to be fired as a head coach. This is ridiculous. This season is out of control. It's so unbelievably embarrassing to lose to the Lions, which it always is. And then turn around on a Thursday night and have one of the most dominating offensive performances in the NFL this year and embarrass a really good defense. This is the NFL, Mike Harmon, Viking Steelers. From Sunday to Thursday, this is what we get. 
Well, the beauty of it is, you know, as we finish the or start, embark on a new week, right? So it's week 14 in the NFL. But in terms of our uh, broadcast week, right, we still have a Friday. We still have all of this show to do. But we go back to Monday night and the word embarrassed got used a lot in terms of what the Patriots were able to do to the Bills, right? They ground out, what, 250 rushing yards and all of that, and everybody, you know, had their fun. Like, they gave up 14 points total. Here, take the embarrassment and ramp it up, because you're also losing to a guy playing with one shoulder. He's got a shoulder harness on, was not expected to play, torn labrum, and he's running free like a kid in a spring flower patch. 153 yards, two touchdowns for Dalvin Cook. Oh, and they can't cover Jefferson either. Just think if Adam Thielen were actually there. (laughs) Just an absolute embarrassment, you know, for the Steelers, just getting beat up. That's one thing you don't expect from a Pittsburgh Steelers squad, right? Gutty win over Baltimore, and everybody can cry and moan about all the different different permutations of who's to blame about that two-point conversion that failed. Fine. But you come back a couple of days later, the Lions beat the Vikings. So you're thinking, all right, they're they're going to be in the throes of a panic and whatever. And instead, they're they're throwing haymakers, rang the bell, and they came charging out of the corner. And here we are at halftime. I was like, all right, are they just going to let Ham run the ball for the second half? Mm-hmm. I don't think Dalvin Cook should see the ball again. Mm-hmm. He should be in street clothes. You did your uh, job. Go sit with the commissioner. Can you imagine if you were a fantasy owner and you have Dalvin Cook and you go, oh, is he healthy? And you're hearing about the 60-40 split. And I have a question. Do I really put him out there? It's a Thursday night. I don't want to look at a really bad number for a couple of days. <laughs> I'm going to talk myself out of playing Dalvin Cook. 153 yards and two touchdowns at the half. And – he has just been running through holes that have been wide open. This is like watching a team play the Jets when I go, okay, clearly, you know, their players don't work in this scheme because there's no reason why there should be five yards uh, between two offensive linemen blocking where there's a player. I mean, this has just been a dominant performance by the Vikings. And and look, I it's, it's, it's going to be weird to say this because I feel weird to say this right away I, because uh, the Steelers are just – they're a tough watch, man. They really are. They're a t- no-show effort tonight with Roethlisberger in this offense, and and clearly at the end, and we know it's his last year. It's it's a really tough watch, and and it's and look twenty three nothing. Is it going to get better in the second half? Hey, Deontay Johnson, fantasy owners can only hope they throw the football a lot in the second half. But <laughs> I I actually, and I'm I'm being I'm 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 being honest here with this is that. All the talk this week about the great coaching job that Bill Belichick has done, and and he has. He's done a phenomenal coaching job, and and really it it goes beyond just, hey, every Sunday my 11 versus your 11. This is we planned in the offseason. You know, these are his free agent signings. This is These are his players that he's brought in. So his his excellence actually goes up a level. Like you want to talk about GM of the year, okay, you know, because these are all his guys. But – the job that Mike Tomlin has done in a year that is just not winnable for Pittsburgh has been incredible. Like, look, I, look, they're getting blown out tonight, but they've had their share of wins where I don't know how they come away with a win, how they beat the, the Buffalo Bills week one, how they beat the, the, 
the Ravens the other day. Uh, they've had a lot of those wins, and you just know that this is going to be a sucky year because you're dealt a hand that you can't really win with because, yes, you have a really good defense, but you're starting over at running back, and you're hoping that Najee Harris is going to be good, and just by giving the ball 25 times a game, he's got 75 yards rushing. He's averaging about 1.4 yards a carry this year, okay? Yes, he's got a lot of yards. He runs the ball 45 times because you can't throw the ball a lot. But to know that, okay, we're going to start over running the football and quarterback-wise and offensive-wise, we're just going to get what we get. All right, because Roethlisberger stinks and our next quarterback is not on the roster. Whether it's, whether it's Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere we can coach up and, and maneuver this around and get past the fact that we're going to struggle with our quarterback and our offense because Roethlisberger is done. We've seen him be done the entire season. He's got sacked four times in the first half so far. He can't escape anymore. We know it. But hey, he did no that way. that run for that first down. That did. That come first on, how down dare run was you? Pretty good. That yeah, was like, pretty good. They look like a, a tight end running the yeah. football. But it was only five yards, Mike. All right, it's not like, it's not like this wasn't a Kenny Pickett run, and I'm going to fake slide and keep going. No, it, was, it was, still was a five yard run. It was nice, <laughs> but for him to be for the Steelers to be in the thick of the playoff race, and and it's a different. Kind of year where there's a lot of teams that are just meh, but for the Steelers to be and after this game they'll be 500 with a great shot at the playoffs. After I mean, this is some kind of coaching job by Mike Tomlin and staff just to stay competitive because there there's there's the the coaching jobs that stand out. Of boy, you're at the top of the league and look at what they're doing in the Patriots and but but then there's a hey we're coaching up guys where we're playing with one hand tied behind our back and and we're we're still we still found a way to be 500. We're not three and nine in the season is over and we're we're ready to pack up begin and count the days till Christmas. I mean even though they're going to lose tonight, it's still been some kind of job for Mike Tomlin just to keep the Steelers this competitive to this point. Yeah, I mean and that's what he's been his entire career. I mean, we've got no uh sub 500 seasons on the resume. This could be it now that you had that 17th game, but hey, the tie against the Lions, man, 8-8 eight, eight, and 1 is staring you in the face uh when it when it's all said and done cuz you still have what Tennessee, the Chiefs, and then you have the Browns and Ravens. So still a couple of div- division battles uh, that you have to end the run with. So uh, and we have no idea what Cleveland is at this point either. And, and Baltimore can't escape anybody. They're not bowling. Uh, they're not being able to be true to their identity either as much as you'd like to. Devontae Freeman. Jackson himself. I mean, a couple of guys running the football, but not the same. And defensively, they're woeful. For the Steelers, they've had most of their principal stars miss one or more games, much like the rest of the NFL. So you don't make excuses, uh, but you're trying to get the informed uh, information all right, and and decision as you're you're breaking down this squad and watching Roethlisberger at times that offensive line is like a light switch and someone's sitting there going click 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 because sometimes he's got a nice clean pocket not that he can air it out for 35 yard bombs or anything anymore but that 10 to 15 yard uh, pass to you know pick any of those receivers because they all run the same routes uh, that he can find them and Friar Muth once he got healthy. Uh, uh, and more integrated into the offense has become a weapon for them. But they can't run the ball consistently, as you said. I, I think Harris is a good back, both as a runner and receiver. But, you know, that front five that you tried to rebuild this year, obviously you didn't hit on all five, right, which is why you have situations like today. You have idiotic um, 
blowback kind of moments that help exacerbate issues, right? Claypool called out the you know practices saying, hey, we need music a couple weeks ago. They're starting to drive the ball. What does he do today? He gets into it with Breland, gets called for a 15-yard penalty, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, this this possession is dead. So you move on. And then Roethlisberger can't elude anything, nor can he carry three guys, you know, like uh, like he used to. I mean, think about him back when he first started, right? You could have a, a couple of defensive backs off blitzes and whatever, and it looked like he was, you know, shaking them off like King Kong at the top of the Empire State Building swatting down planes. You can't do that anymore. The body just crumbles. Uh, so you, you have to adjust for that, which means the shorter routes. And if these guys can't find that extra spot to, to make a play, uh, it gets ugly fast. So, But watching this game, I, I've seen the soul taken from Mike Tomlin at least three times. Oh, man. In, in you know, how, how many plays play. – He's one of those guys where you know goes back and says after the game, I need 10 minutes to think about these four plays, right? And then they just stay in his head like the entire week on, I can't get this play out of my head. I can't get this play out of my head. I, why would we do that? Why would this happen? He, he strikes me as that kind of coach that I, I can't let those plays go. The other 85 plays of the game, you know, they, they, can, they, they, they just pass by me, right? I understand we're going to make plays. But these four are the ones that stand out where I go, I, I can't believe that happened. Well, before yeah. he takes questions in the post game, like unless there's a miracle comeback and they're competitive and shows, you know, a full 180 in the second half, he's just going to start by going, "All right, we got our ass kicked." Questions. That's it, right? That's Mike Tomlin, like just watching because they they should have just kept the picture in picture. This is for the Fox execs. Just just put him in the bottom right uh, and and watch his reaction to them getting run over. Because they sure as hell got to the reaction shot as fast as they could as the ball was getting reset for play. Like, all right, there's Mike Tomlin again, and he's throwing his arms up, and he's running down the sideline wondering, you know, where the fight in this team left. And, and telling me, hey, they played Sunday uh, against Baltimore, that, does, that doesn't cut it. Like, that, unfortunately, that's the way the schedule works. You still have to get ready to play football, and you can't put up that kind of effort when you're trying to either stay in the division hunt or at least give yourself a shot at a wild card. Just a, a pathetic first half. It's, re- it's really tough. Like I said, the Steelers are a tough watch, man. And Thursday night football is its own entity. But still, even despite this this up-and-down season, look, what, they're going to be 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. And maybe that's that's enough to get in the playoffs, right? Maybe that's enough. That really could be enough to get in the playoffs because this season, right? I mean, nobody's – you're talking about teams at five and seven that are saying, hey, man, we can win a couple in a row. The Lions still haven't been eliminated. They're still alive. Yeah, I saw the odds were were put up today, though. Someone did the math, and it was – what is it? One in two trillion. Yes, well, they'll get eliminated this week. So but, you're but saying still, there's a chance. So far, just one, uh, just Houston has been eliminated. You're one ten and one in the end. Of, you're, you've won one game, yeah. and it's the middle of December. And still got that play. Still got that life going. I mean, yes, yes, they will get eliminated this week. But that's the NFL. Eight eight and one could be enough, and that would that's extremely impressive. Because you know, look, you're going to have games like this. It's embarrassing. This is this is a, a really bad night for Pittsburgh, but. Overall, they're going to come out of this and go, okay, 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. We, got, we got 10 days off to figure stuff out. Everybody yeah. else is going to be 6-6, six, 6-6, six, six and 7-6, six, 6-7. Seven and, six, six and seven. We're, we're still alive. We still have a December to play for, even though clearly we're going to find something out. We're, we're going to try to do it despite the fact Roethlisberger just can't really do it anymore. It's, it's but, really difficult. But to your point, in the AFC, every time we go to try to anoint someone as the leaders, they go and get thumped. 
right? Everybody was jumping back on board the Bengals bandwagon. What what happened? The Chargers happened, and they absolutely got wrecked. Yeah, they made it respectable, and you, you had a couple of uh, elevated uh, heart rate moments there. But in the end, you know, Chargers walk away with a, a fairly convincing victory there. You look at Baltimore, they just beat them last week. Week to week, you don't know the effort you're getting. Patriots are winning, right, seven in a row going into their bye week. But there's still plenty of folks who are non-believers in anything except Belichick and the power of the force. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I mean, any conversation about great coaches in the NFL, it always feels like Mike Tomlin is the, oh, and by the way, Mike Tomlin's pretty good. And it, it's insane that that's the way. Uh, real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Well, coming up next, we got a big double shot coming your way. Got a big double shot coming your way. We got two Led Zeppelin songs going to get the lead out. No. Uh, coming your way. Wow. I said shot and Tyshirt's all right. I got the musket. I got the musket. You know how long ready, it took it? to like prepare that? I'm shooting it. I well, mean, like, it, was not, it was neither a uh, – I, I thought it was either going to be the clanking of glasses to pour yeah. a shot. Nope. He was no, ready no, to no. kill. No, Tyshirt's like, how was my reaction time? I heard shot, and then I hit my – it was 1.4 seconds. Okay, that's a pretty good time. My that's too long. That's pretty good. Uh, coming up next, what is working incredibly well for the NFL this year that is absolutely not for the NBA and – Evidence that I don't think any college basketball guest will ever come on our show again. Player, coach, <laughs> no one's going to come on and talk with us again after what happened tonight. That's next right here, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hate that song. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yo! Tack on another field goal for the Minnesota Vikings, making that lead 26 to nothing over the Steelers. And at some point, you have to wonder if Roethlisberger's night is done. Uh, you know, the Steelers go three and out to start the second half. He's got a baseball cap on. They're in commercial break right now, but you have to wonder if that's just going to be it for Roethlisberger because yeah. at this point, what, what, what are you going to prove, right? You, you still think he's going to lead them all the way back and throw three touchdowns, or is it let's put somebody else out there? So I, I, I really think that now we could see the end of the night for Roethlisberger and maybe the, the Steelers offense gets a little bit of life in it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what you get by continuing to throw Roethlisberger out there and think you're going to get something different. All you're doing is get, the game's lost, right, barring some miracle. And, look, they just held the Vikings to a field goal attempt, even though they operated starting in Pittsburgh territory. And T.J. Watt is now done for the game with a groin injury. Guy that's been in and out of the lineup the last month. That's that's not good for business either. And mm. who knows how long that stands and becomes an issue. But for Ben Roethlisberger, like it's one game versus all right, he gets beaten up more, and now what is he for your final four games? Seems to me you uh, throw the flag, uh, throw the towel, as it were, and then see if you can't get a spark. Because I mean, we talked about Washington a bunch. You know, just, you know, cursory discussion points as they've been on this streak. Look what happened when guys on the defensive side of things finally got a shot to play. 
right? All of a sudden, they're they're playing good defense when they couldn't do that with Chase Young and Montez Sweat on the field. Why the hell not shake it up for the rest of this second half and see if you can't wing it around and at least cause some problems? Keep getting better as you age with M-Drive, the daily supplement for driven men that supports healthy testosterone production to boost your natural strength and energy. Find it at mdriveformen.com. That's mdriveformen.com. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. Well, Send some over have- to the Steelers' offensive line and to Ben. Yep, uh, Steelers have the football. <laughs> Roethlisberger is back out there. Nine and a half to go in the third quarter. Steelers trailing 26 to nothing. We'll have more on this game coming up as, as it just keeps getting worse and worse for Pittsburgh. But, <laughs> buddy, they, um, they just did a Bud Grant montage. I know, I know. Hey, what, 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 do we have? what do we have? It's 26 to nothing. Uh, people in Pittsburgh have turned off. We got to keep people in Minnesota watching. What do we got? We got Bud. Throw, show the Bud Grant retrospective. Get that out there really fast. Uh, and I got to say, I love all, all the video of, of the Minnesota games of the 70s and oh, all that sure. snow. I could just watch that forever. I just, Bud Grant pacing up and down the field, that steel look in his eyes and and the snow coming down. Oh, man, I could watch that forever. Uh, But uh, before we get to something that's really working in the NFL this year, and it kind of plays into what's going on tonight, but not working in the NBA. Um, I, I, if you've liked the fact that we've had a couple of big-time college basketball personalities on the show in the last few days, I hope you enjoyed it because it's never happening again. Uh, <laughs> a week and a half ago, during uh, when I missed the show for my dad's birthday, Syracuse wins that huge game against Indiana in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. It's, it goes double overtime. Mm-hmm. Buddy Bayheim has a huge night. He calls into the show. Great stuff. In the two games since Buddy Bayheim called in, he had six points and six points. He shot a total of six for 25 from three-point range. Buddy Bayheim is never coming on the show again. Everything was great until he comes on with us and then he misses. Okay, that's one guy. Ah, everything is fine. Then on Friday, after Purdue won and clinched becoming the number one school in the country. It was They were the number one team in college basketball for the first time in school history. Had never happened before, but because of the losses earlier in the week, Duke had lost. All Purdue had to do was win on Friday, and they were going to be the number one team in the country. And they win, and Matt Painter comes on the show with us. Purdue's head coach, a fun interview. He talked about blue chips. He talked about winning and what it's like to be number one. Oh, he was really, really good. And Purdue's first game was tonight as the new number one team in the country. And it looked like things were going great. They had a two-point lead over Rutgers with only a couple of seconds left. All Rutgers has time for is some kind of desperate half-court heave. Ah, Purdue's going to escape this, aren't they? With 3.4 to go. Get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win. Got it! Let's go! Rutgers Jr. The game winner at the buzzer. Let's go! And Rutgers upsets number Let's one go! Purdue 70 to 68. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I'm supposed to be saying something, but I'm just going to yell, let's go, a hundred times. 
<laughs> Ron Harper Jr. from just inside half court wins the game at three at the buzzer for Rutgers. Oh, the party in Piscataway is off the hook right now. They beat Purdue 70-68, to which is going to end Purdue's run as the number yeah. one team in the country. Make it an even 30 points for Ron Harper Jr. And uh, let, let's hear the call again because I really want to hear how many times uh, uh, their analyst says, let's go. Let, let, let's let, let play one more time, AT. With 3.4 to go. Get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win. Got it! Let's go! One. Let's go! Two. Let's go! Let's go! Four. And Rutgers upsets number one. Five. Seventy to sixty. Let's go! Six. Let's go! Oh my god, he just might yelled, let's go that many times. That might as well have had the drum. But what's great is this comes two days after Scotty Pippen Jr. hit that three-point shot to tie the game between uh, Temple and Vanderbilt. That's so, true. Ron, Ron Harper true. calling Scotty Pippen saying, hey, look what my kid did. He well, that's down the, number one. That's the next beef. Like, that's the next beef is Scottie Pippen and Ron Harper about their kids. Now, he's going to – he's uh, hey, Ron Harper, I played with Ron Harper on the Bulls. I haven't really said anything critical about him. Let me get to there, and I'll sell some more bourbon. That's your next beef right there. That's pretty good. Can I just say, though, Ron Harper, one of the most underrated players in the NBA uh, run? Because when he was in Cleveland, he was fantastic, except he was in Cleveland. And then he was a defensive stopper and a – pivotal part of those squads and and he gets no run at all yeah uh that was former scarlet knight star austin johnson who is on the play right there so good with six let's go i mean this this is like the analysis you got from jason bateman in dodgeball what do you think about that (laughs) f and a cotton f and a all right (laughs) they won i can't believe it and he's just screaming let's go play it one more time that call is so good with 3.4 to go, get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win. Got it! Let's go! Let's go! Harper Jr. Let's go! The game winner at the buzzer. Let's go! And Rutgers upsets number Let's one go! Purdue, 70 to 68. Let's go! <laughs> How long was that cut, Alex Tyshirt? It looks like a total of, I'm going to guess, 20 seconds. 20 seconds. All right. So, so, all right. So, it was about seven seconds in. So, I think he said, let's go six times in about 12 seconds. Yes. That's That's pretty pretty impressive. impressive. That's pretty good. No, that's a good ratio. That is is good operational uh, efficiency there. And Frostberg, our executive producer, just texted me what really is the key to all of this. We have become the equivalent of the Manning cast. Yeah. <laughs> we're the college basketball version of Manning cast. That's Talk to are. us and then no lose. one's going to come on. We're only going to get college basketball legends from now on. Guys who aren't coaching anymore. Guys who aren't playing. We're just going to get former March. Ma- oh, I don't want to say that. I can own them $6. <laughs> former madness of March stars of the past are going to be the ones that are the only people are going to call in. Hey, Ali Farouk Manesh. We're going to get him again. He's going to come on the show with us and talk. Tournament oh, heroes great. joining us on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> uh, so, wow. yeah, we are the Manning cast for college basketball. Congratulations. Just works that way. Uh, Twitter at about a fresco. Mike, it's Swollen Dome. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, I, just really quick. Let's just really go! quick. You know what? This is what I wish I had a dollar for. How many times? Because I, what I would like players to do when, when you read lips after they make a big play, can somebody say something other than let's go? 
Like, let's go becomes like the, the only thing. Someone will either hit a home run and they'll yell, let's go around the bases. Throw a touchdown, they'll yell, let's go. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll hit a big shot, they'll yell. Let. Everybody just, just, just defaults to let's go all the time. Everybody just defaults. It's let's go. You know go. what, though? It, it's okay. a great unifier. It's like a, a being in, standing in line for a, an amusement park ride or the grocery store to check out, whatever. I mean, every, everybody's the same. Same thing with, let's go! (laughs) (laughs) It unites us. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Watching the game tonight, right? We, I got a couple of mediocre teams and results that are going to get into a much bigger point about the world of sports right now we're watching the Vikings and the Steelers tonight it's a blowout right Thursday night football this is not about oh people watch no matter what this is here's a Steelers team that even though they're losing tonight and they're they're getting blown out and they're going to lose again uh they're still in the thick of it their fan base everything is still moving forward because they still have a chance to get in the playoffs and have a really good season same thing for the Minnesota Vikings right they've had a rough season up and down they lose to the Lions well and granted these two teams actually tied and lost to the Lions. So think about that for a second. Uh, but they're going to win tonight. They're going to be 6-7 and seven and say, hey, we have an explosive offense when everybody is healthy. Why not us, right? This is how it goes. Parity works in the NFL, right? You hear the word parity all the time. Well, the NFL needs parity. Parity is great. Parity is when you get a lot of teams that are competitive. And that works in the NFL. It doesn't work when there's only a couple of teams at the top and everybody else is just kind of fighting for scraps. Doesn't work that way. But it works for the NFL because people put so much into the season emotionally, mentally. Players put their bodies on the line. Hey, six and six is fine. Right, if your team's having a six and six season, you're seven and six, six. Hey, all right, we're in the thick of it. Right, it's exciting, it's awesome. Parity works for the NFL. Parity does not work for the NBA. It does not. We watched the Lakers lose tonight to Memphis. LeBron has a triple double. AD is just okay, and Russell Westbrook is where was he tonight? Parity is the worst thing for the NBA. How hard is it for the NBA to find headlines right now? This is the middle of December when the NBA should still be uh, living off the vapors of the opening month when we get great matchups between teams and, oh, my goodness, tonight we got the Nets and the Lakers and tomorrow night's the Bucks and the Suns and a rebound. 
the NBA should be living off of this, yet they're not. How much is the NBA talked about on a nightly basis or a daily basis on, 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 on television shows? All the big shows during the day. It's not where it normally is. Why? Because the NBA has a lot of parity this year. Everybody is mediocre. You have two teams that are really good. You have the Suns and you have the Warriors. And who's the only player we're really talking about this year in the NBA steadily? Steph Curry. Because the Warriors are great. Steph is back. We talked about Steph for so long. He's going to break the three-point record very soon. But Steph is the only guy. We're talking about the Warriors. That's it. Because the Warriors are really good. We do not suffer mediocrity in the NBA. We'll do it in the NFL. We just don't do it. We can't tolerate mediocrity in the National Basketball Association. It's tough to even follow the stars if the teams are mediocre. Look, the, the Nets are at the top of the East, but they're 17 and 8. They're okay. How much talk is there about Kevin Durant and James Harden and 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 maybe Kyrie Irving if he ever decides to come back? There's not a lot. Haven't right? talked about there. him a while, have we? No, you we don't talk about Boston. Because they're mediocre. The Knicks, they stink, right? They're, they're terrible. We don't talk about the Knicks. We don't talk a lot about the Lakers as much because the Lakers are mediocre. We don't talk about the Bucks. The Bucks are just okay. We don't suffer what, for, for many different reasons that go into it. Mediocrity in the NBA is something we do not tolerate because the NBA has pushed for a long time excellence. They push the great players over the teams. So we always fight. Didn't matter. It didn't matter what kind of fan you are. Hey, you watch Michael Jordan at night. You watch LeBron James at night. Didn't matter what Cleveland, Miami, the whatever it was you watch. Because the the league did a very smart thing where the NFL has always pushed the game and the stars come organically from it. The NBA has pushed the individual and the name on the team hasn't been so important. Now, so the NBA is pushing excellence, 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 and they're pushing LeBron and they're pushing KD and they're pushing all of these things. And either if you see a guy do something for so long, you get a little bored, or more likely this season, you see players, great players, just having okay years and not being dominant. It's tough to have the the big national attention on the NBA because it's just not something that we suffer. Oh, the Lakers got LeBron. Yeah, but the Lakers aren't good. If the Lakers were absolutely terrible, they'd be a big – if the Lakers were 6-19, and 19, oh, there's guys getting fired, there's trades, there's all of these things that are happening. But in the NBA, we just don't do it. We just don't do it. We'll suffer mediocrity in all the other sports. Baseball will suffer mediocrity because, hey, we're 500. It's a long season. Middle of August, we're still in the playoff hunt, right? The Braves absolutely stunk, and they were under 500, and look where the Braves end up. They ended up winning the bleeping World Series because the Mets stunk even worse. But in the NBA, we just don't do it because we've been given this, this high bar of you follow the excellent players for so long no matter where they are. When the seasons aren't great, it's easy to unplug and go, okay, well, maybe the NBA I, you know, get more of my interest when, when the games get bigger or teams get better and go on big win streaks and suddenly become big storylines. But they're having a tough time finding a piece of the, the relevancy puzzle right now because of this. Normally, during the week, our shows are, are, are split between NBA talk and NFL talk, right? We, NFL is big, but NBA, all the big stuff. And now it's basically, it's all NFL topics every single night because the NBA is struggling so much to find any bit of excellence outside of here's the Warriors and Steph Curry and look at what Steph is doing. That's really the only story this year. Yeah, I think you have a, a couple of them, right? We're watching and, and we'll keep a, keep track of, of Steph Curry and on a nightly basis, we do celebrate the greatness, but that that is in the window of while it's happening and right after it's done, right? By the time you get to the morning shows, it's like, does it matter? 
Like, it, it just slinks back into their 82 regular season games. And I think that's the bigger issue, is that, you know, we, we celebrate be great or be terrible, don't be mediocre. With the NFL, you, you like the idea that there are a bunch of teams that could potentially rise up, right? People are doubling down, picking some some other team that they didn't bet and still looking at odds, right? And all of a sudden, there's a bunch of articles about, well, why not the Colts? They're still seen as a long shot, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas in the NBA, it's like, all right, we're a quarter of the way through the season, and we know this, this team, this team, this team, this team, and this team. All they want to do is make sure they're in the playoffs. That seeding doesn't matter. And that it's just go time come the middle of April. And that's a bad way for a business to be run. Right? And that makes it hard. And, and not that guys are doing load management, but the urgency to go out and win even against, you know, mediocre or, or good teams. Right? Memphis is outperforming with John ja Morant on, on the sidelines, but they forced a ton of turnovers tonight uh, against the Lakers, and, and they go. And so the storyline becomes, all right, is Frank Vogel going to get fired? Does that really boil up to a fever pitch coming out of this? Otherwise, it's – all right, the Lakers still have another 40 games to figure out before it matters. And that's that's just a, a tough way to try to get any momentum for your business. And NBA people that and fans that love the NBA, they watch it all. I, I'm not we're not talking about them though. Right? People that are really into the NBA, they're going to eat up every every minute, every possession just like we do. You know, looking at the NFL, and I and I love the NBA, but you know, it's a lot of games to track. It's a lot of back and forth, and and it's a long grinding season. And so I, I think it's hard to get the the interest, you know, on that critical mass level like we do with these standalone games, no matter how bad they might be. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Just uh, the parody in other sports are great. Parody in the NBA, we just do not suffer it. Won't, won't suffer it. No, no, no. Call me when teams are good. It's just how it is. Uh, keep getting better as you age with M Drive, the daily supplement for driven men that supports healthy testosterone production to boost your natural strength and energy. Find it at mdriveformen.com. Well, coming up next, a big award tonight. Maybe we know who's going to win the Heisman Trophy on Saturday. But why has the Heisman fallen on hard times recent years? We gave you one big answer the other night. We'll give you the other answer coming up next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, right after the big final scene in Die Hard, Bonnie Bedelia punches Richard Thornburg. They play this song. Uh, If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations. They do apply. Well, we're shoveling dirt on the Steelers. Well, at least they're making it interesting. TV sets in Pittsburgh are turning back on. Uh, the Steelers get a touchdown. Uh, Deontay Johnson drops a sure touchdown pass, which was not something I liked. However, Roethlisberger throws a touchdown to Harris on the next play. They now have the ball back late in the third quarter and are driving there inside the Vikings 30-yard line, 29-7, to where another touchdown suddenly were two score game going to the fourth quarter and things get a little bit interesting so at least there's that going for us tonight Mike Harmon 
I Ben's said throwing, throwing it. Yeah, yeah. Throwing a couple of balls to the sideline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, we got that going. So maybe mm-hmm. some live, live action here if you had some in-game betting. Uh, but a couple of things are certain uh, is that the Vikings don't recognize that, you know, you've been running the ball at a really kind of a almost record pace. Why the hell are you throwing it? Two, uh, Roethlisberger's thrown a couple of balls to the outside that he's had to have his uh, wide receivers win a tug of war going to the ground. You know, the tie goes to the runner idea in baseball has been applied on the the side judges a couple of times. Like, yeah, you both have your hands on it. They're down 29-7. Let's make it interesting. Uh, And then you have just the, the Claypool was gone for that entire sequence off that last possession. Back in on this one, but kind of curious. And then after the interception, why do all 11 players go run down and pose? You're still down 29-7. Ah, celebrate. You never know. Run your mouth when you can. You don't know if that's going to be the last time you get to do I just don't understand why that I mean that I mean Mike Tomlin's not going to be a fan of it but just from a again because you're not doing it in the general direction of your opponent it's it's the, I hate the taunting rule you know that I celebrated the uh, birthday of Dick Butkus earlier today and there was a clip of him catching a touchdown off a and field goal snap that went bad and there he was and then he showed the ball to the defender <laughs> and it knocked it away. I'm like, yeah. look, I don't condone these things, but, you know, that was funny. So we'll have more on this game coming up in a few minutes. But uh, tonight we kind of got a preview into most likely who's going to walk away with the Heisman Trophy on Saturday as Alabama quarterback Bryce Young won the Maxwell Award, which is given to the College Football Player of the Year. Beats out Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker for the award. Uh, He also won the Davey O'Brien Award, which is the nation's best quarterback. So, look, like we talked about the other night, this is going to be, and I love this phrase, a fait accompli for Bryce Young to win the Heisman trophy for well, Alabama. Yeah, he's, you know, you're making 20 cents on a $10 bet. Yeah. Uh, that's how, how the odds are. But wouldn't it be great if Kenneth Walker had won? Oops, he didn't get invited for the Heisman. But he's the best player. Doesn't he, matter. He's not the Heisman Trophy matter. winner. Not enough guys voted yeah. for him and clickety click, click, click when they <laughs> submitted those ballots. But look, we talked earlier this week, you know, why is the buzz and the, and the overall interest in the Heisman Trophy, why has it waned over the past few years? And we told you the other night, listen, you need a close race, right? There's only been one close race in the last 12 years. When you know who it's going to be, how interesting can it really be? But the other part of it is this, is that, You look at Bryce Young, and he's going to win, and his stats are great, but that's kind of what the Heisman has become. It's, you know, it's a a big stat award, and I get that, because look, it's always about stats, but everybody has the same year now, right? Every year is the same from the big quarterbacks. All the teams throw a ton now. They all run the spread offense. Every week, a guy throws for four or five touchdowns, and we've seen the video game aspect of things already. It's, it's seen its day. You know, so it's sort of the Heisman, it is what it is. Okay, here's a quarter. Oh, five touchdowns, that's great. Six touchdowns this week, that's great. Three touchdowns, two running. Like, we've seen all that now. You know, the, the only way that you really get a Heisman year where it cuts through the clutter and there's interest is if there's something like, hey, here's a defensive player that can do it. Here's a running back who's having an unbelievable season, it's a, and it's a big battle down to the end. But when it's like it is normally, it's okay, here's the quarterbacks, and, and who do you like the best having the season with the most video game numbers? We've kind of seen that so much. And so when you combine those two things, the Heisman Trophy becomes something that, oh, yeah, so-and-so won. Great. I mean, and, and it kind of is what it is. There's no real solution 
solution for it. It's just this is going to be what the Heisman Trophy is from now. Once in a while, you get, you'll get one of those years, but most of the year it's going to go like this. Well, it, it flows through. We're more worried about the playoffs and more worried about who and how it projects to the NFL. I mean, the award show was tonight. Did you know this earlier today? No, I did a spot, you know, doing some fantasy talk with our, our buddies in San Diego, Rich Ornberger, our teammate here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, and the only reason I knew is because they were pumping up Ariza as, you know, the second coming of Ray Guy as a punter. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known the award show because there's no hype around it. It was about Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Twitter at about a fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. We got more NFL on the way, including a big time head coach guaranteeing a win this week. Oh, we got it next right here, Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 